The Big Play Reflog Show is brought to you by ShackNews.com. Shack News is the place to be for all your gaming needs with news, guides, walkthroughs, and reviews, including their featured article previewing the all-new Pokemon game Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. And get into the Halloween season with their Shack Chat date debating the best characters in Back for Blood. And remember, you can customize your feed to keep up with all your favorite gaming news using the Shack News Cortex and Shack News Reader. So if you're a gamer, Shack News is the site for you. Check them out on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch at the handle at Shack News and at ShackNews.com. It's time! Streaming live from Cleveland, Ohio! Presenting the undefeated undisputed heavyweight podcast of the world the big play show what is going on everybody today is monday october 18th 2021 i'm your host big play dave alongside my guys mr chris mcneil and nick padone how are we doing on this non-victory monday chris surviving dave i'm here i'm here surviving unlike many of the cleveland browns right now out on the injury report but uh, yeah, kind of a rough one yesterday, huh, boys? Never seen an injury report that long. Nick, what yeah. is going on, man? How are you? What's happening? Busy, busy day for the MRI machine in Berea this morning. I'll tell, I'll tell you guys that. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get into that. Let's just let's just get it over with. Let's, <laughs> let's get this thing going. We're gonna kick it off. We're gonna talk Cleveland Browns and the loss against Kyler Murray. Uh, headlines, Brown headlines brought to you by TSE Cleveland. Then we're getting into our featured interview with NFL insider Adam Kaplan. Uh, we're getting a national perspective on the Browns. I think we need that after being on Twitter. Uh, after that, we're going to get into my favorite segment, Who Wants to Be a Billionaire? We're going to give away, hopefully, some Labatt Blue Lights and a GV Art shirt. Then it is on to... Browns versus Broncos. We got a short week, gentlemen. Very short. Yeah, we're going to look at some of those bets presented by my bookie, and we will wrap up with the best and worst tweets of the week. But let's kick it off with some Browns headlines.
and look forward to some future giveaways with the crew. We will put those out on Twitter uh, and give away to one of our YouTube subscribers. All right, let's uh, let's some let's let Ken Carmen of ninety two three the fence sum this up real quick. It's how we're all feeling. It was a rough day. It wasn't fun at all. Ken, well done, sir. Um, Most of you listening on the podcast, it's basically Ken sitting back in a chair with his coat up, zipped all the way up over his face, and he looks completely, completely defeated as we all were yesterday. That's right. Yes, thanks for the the audio listeners out there as well. Well done, Chris. <laughs> I always forget about them. Let's start with Baker, man. The internet's ablaze with with hot takes with Baker Mayfield. Chris, where where are you falling as we head into Thursday night football with our injured quarterback? He's hurt. Yeah, that's it. He's hurt. I, you saw the play yesterday, obviously, where he got even more hurt. And the play before that, we run a gadget play where he's the lead blocker. I don't oh, no. understand what's going on there. Um, he's obviously not a hundred percent. I, you know, he's, he's really struggling out there and we don't have, you know, we've got three of our top linemen out right now. Um, you know, your defensive tackle is basically a, a mash unit for us or offensive tackle, I should say, uh, which makes it very difficult to protect him. And I, I don't know, man, it's, it's not looking good on that front. A lot of people are banging on Baker right now, but Baker's pretty banged up. So I, you know, I think we got to cut him a little bit of slack here and, and Hey, I'm throwing it out there. I don't think it's a bad idea to start case Keenum this week on Thursday and give Baker the week off. We might have to, uh, Nick, you were just talking about that off air. What's going on with Baker, man. Yeah. It sounds like they're trying to get him a second opinion on that MRI. You know, we hear about that stuff all the time, second opinions, you know, but Usually it doesn't happen with quarterbacks. Usually it doesn't happen on short weeks. Obviously don't want to read into it, but that's from coming from cleveland.com. So there definitely is something up with Baker's, you know, shoulder. They put that story out there for a reason. And um, yeah, I, I don't know what it's going to be on Thursday, to be quite honest with you guys. Chris, we, we talked about Baker pre-injury though sailing the ball, fumbling the football. Yes, yes. Like I, I the off season. I, <laughs> I'd love to chalk it up to just the injury, but I don't know, man, where we've seen him do very well. We've seen him throw the lasers. Are we do the referendum on Baker right now. We're not even to the halfway point. We can't do the referendum on right, Baker Mayfield right. right now. Am I going to pay him all the money that, that he would be due at the end of the season? No, I'm not going to pay him right now. And I don't know. There are a bunch of question marks, and this injury doesn't make things any easier to evaluate. But, you know, he's our guy. I, I'm sorry. He's our guy going into this season. He's the guy we're going to ride with through this season. I'm not looking to make any permanent change to Case. I think Case may be a good idea for this oh, God, week. No. For this are, week. Are, yeah, I but may- we got to ride with Baker and see what we got here, man. Let's Let's – don't don't do the referendum on Baker thing. I'm I'm getting did, kind of did, fed up with that. Did you, did you see Case Keenum come in at the end of the game? He did not look good. No, well, no, you know, small sample size. Come on, Dave, give your yeah. man Case a chance. <laughs> yeah, uh, Nick, what do you, what do you chalk this up to? We're we're having some significant problems with a lot of things going on. Everything with football. <laughs> you know what was the good thing yesterday? Jamie Gillen. Jamie Gillen had himself a game, gentlemen. He had two punts, both of them very good. So well, that then, was Nick, our lone bright spot. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm, him and yeah, Duke. you chalk it up to a little bit of everything. It's been a mixed bag. And Chris said Baker's hurt. Guess who else is hurt? His stu- two starting tackles. Right. Guess who else is hurt? Kareem. His favorite wide receiver. Guess who else is hurt? Nick Chubb. Now Kareem Hunt. You know, take away Aaron Rodgers' two starting tackles, Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams. What's he turn into? We saw it with Patrick Mahomes in this Super Bowl. He was a shell of what Patrick Mahomes normally is. I can't put really any of this on baker was it baker oh come on you could put some of it on baker. i mean i could put some yeah, yeah you got to hold on to the football watch and the can't... all 22 he's he's missing a lot of open fellas yeah i watched the all 22 in the last two weeks and i saw that joe woods's defense allow 84 oh. points is wow, what the all 22 told like me oh moving the goalposts on me you're right oh yeah well listen okay just to play devil's advocate here when you do watch that all 22, you do see Odell open oh, a, yeah. a, a pretty good amount. But you also see him doing the Macarena on the sideline while Baker's launching up to make his throws. Baker wants to get rid of the ball quickly. That's what this offense is built on. It's built on play action, rolling the pocket, and getting that ball out to the tight ends. So when Odell's twerking on the sideline with his rear end towards Baker, not even out of his route, it's tough, man. It's tough. It It's also I, tough when he's dropping balls on fourth down and dropping things that are right there. Right. How do you trust the guy? Yeah. It's 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 growing increasing and it's not an Odell problem. It's not a Baker problem. It's it's a combination of both I blame of society. Things. I blame society. I blame <laughs> Kevin Love really. And <laughs> it just seems like it's not meant to be. Oh. Oh god, that's so depressing. Here we are. It's not even the halfway point. We got like two more weeks until we get to the halfway point. We get six. Are we, are we in panic mode? We, I think we got to be right. Short week. Yeah. This yeah, is the yeah, time I mean, to press the button, man. If, That's what I'm saying. It may be case time. We we hate talking about must wins here, but this, it's, this is by far a must win. Is it a must win or is it a can't lose? The Broncos aren't good. <laughs> like, you know who their offensive coordinator is? Oh, huh. no. Pat Shermer, baby. It's the Pat Shermer Bowl. He's coming back to Cleveland. How great is that? Not enough is being made made of that. Last but, week, not enough was made of Colt McCoy. McCoy. This week, not enough is made of Pat Shermer. <laughs> Dude, I don't know if you noticed, though. Let me, let me put myself up here. I took the Colt McCoy book down. <laughs> not No more Coy, Colt McCoy book in this studio. That was no bad way. juju. Bad juju. It, it really was. It really yeah, was. Yeah, we played the wedding song. Which oh, is fantastic. Oh it's still goodness. fantastic. No, and Pat Shermer, this, this surprisingly for you guys to hear, but Pat Shermer does not have any songs out there. No parodies or anything. Oh, man. That take is a little surprising. This, this, all right, Broncos, they aren't a good football team. We're going to see what we're made of. This is Baker Mayfield via Jake Trotter. He says, we're going to see what we're made of. Our backs are against the wall right now, and I like our chances. You, we about to see our say? chances. What, what is he going to say? Yeah, but I mean, this is this is a team. I don't care about injuries. Everyone deals with injuries. We have to win this game. Like, I think if that we, was a LeBron quote, too. I think he stole that quote from LeBron. Really? In that, in remember that picture where his headphones are in and he's got the shades on. I oh, think yeah. it's this. It's a very similar quote to our back. When we were down three one. Yeah, it's a very similar quote. Someone should oh, draw that comparison. Do some comparison on that. Yeah, it's it's pretty. That would similar. be legendary if he did that. He's drawn a couple comparisons. He came out in the arm sling like LeBron when he came out in the cast after he punched the whiteboard. Are we going to have a purse? Did he pick up a purse on the way out of the presser? 
<laughs> when yeah, when LeBron that one where LeBron just like shrugs and picks up the purse. <laughs> picks up the purse, the little dainty purse, and walks off. Oh, oh, we've been so through crazy. some weird stuff. <laughs> we have, man. We have, dude. Speaking of weird, Stefanski's play calling. Oh. Where do you guys fall on this? So let's give I, up another sack on fourth down. <laughs> well, hold on, hold on. So it's hindsight is very you know you if you have hindsight it's very very easy to rip this dude i went into it i think it was like fourth and five a couple weeks ago we didn't put up the points i was like you have to put up the points and then he went for it again on fourth down and i think we got it and i'm like all right you know what i'm riding with him for the entire year no matter what he does if he goes on it every time for fourth down let's do it and then we (laughs) last week i'm like this this is horrible this is stupid what are we doing are you guys still on board with Stefanski going for it on fourth if it's fourth and five? We didn't lose by a field goal. I mean, ultimately, those three points, they're not mattering as much as everybody's making them out to be. Sure. I, I'm still riding with it because I know statistically I you've got to do it enough over time for it to work. And no one's actually put it into practice. And what happens is things like this. You get those runs where – it's not working out and everybody says, dump it. And then you dump it and then you're not really seeing it through. And I think it's something that needs to be repeated over time, but I've said that before. I don't know. It gets very frustrating. Having said that to not, not put points on the board when you're down there that deep. All right, let's take a stance. Are we sticking with Stefanski on fourth down calls? I say, yes, I stand with Stefanski. I say yes too. stop trying new stuff though. Turn, turn the, baker around give the ball to a running back when you need one yard why why are we getting cute and giving up sacks on fourth down gentlemen that's us being intellectuals we understand this game (laughs) that's what it is we respect the science we're paul but day podesta basically incarnated i've I've watched moneyball so that's right i've watched it (laughs) all right so we got a short week this week thursday night football i'm actually excited because then we don't have to dwell on it till sunday but would you guys rather have a short turnaround or a full week to prepare with all these injuries? I don't think it's really going to matter Thursday to Sunday with the significant injuries that we have. But do you like having the short week, in particularly after this game? Give me the short week. What the hell? Right. Let's, go. let's get this thing. Let's get that stench out of here. Let's start talking positive again. That starts on Thursday. That's what we need. And then we're going to have. 10 days to prepare for Halloween mini buy and the Steelers. That's going to be key. That's yeah. going to be key. Cause I, even though the Steelers, I don't think are anything and big Ben's washed and everything else, obviously they won yesterday, but I, I still think it that pretty. it's a, it's a rivalry game. We got to be up for it. And that's going to be key. Yeah. I, I agree with you there. Uh, we have a lot to clean up in four days. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah. I feel like everything went wrong. Yeah. Not Jamie Gillen. Wrong. I will once again mention that Jamie Gillen was killing it punting. In yeah. a se- in a 17-like game season, though, it happens to every team. And I know it, it stinks to say after literally the day after it happens to your team, but this happens all the time. It happened last year almost the exact to the day when they laid the egg against the Steelers and everybody was – crying and kind of jumping ship then too it, it just happens to every team it's, it's it happens weird, to, yeah but... and very good teams this happens to yeah but yeah like, it I mean, happened to the rams chiefs. yeah look at the chiefs they yeah. look like garbage they they finally rebounded garbage. a little bit they rebounded a little bit i think it's weird because like 
you 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 look at like brown twitter just emotional roller coaster and how crazy it is and no, it's, i think it's i i, I think it's literally they just want to win we just want to win so bad like we have one little hiccup and we're like we're back to in 16 like no it's we can have little hiccups it's gonna be okay we go from making chant sheets apparently before the game <laughs> Oh no! I pretended like I didn't see that. Yeah, so did I. We, well, you could set an alarm, you see, on your phone, and you set the oh. alarm, and it tells you when you should start the chant. Yeah, yeah. Oh, little two two blue devils. So is, it, is it when the coin is flipped or when the coin hits the turf for yeah. Thursday? It's when the stadium is half the half full when they're flipping the coin. Who yeah. knows? Let Let's keep this conversation going because we have Adam Kaplan joining yes. the show to give us a Browns national perspective. Maybe he'll, hopefully he'll tell us to simmer down. Let's bring in Mr. Adam Kaplan. Insider radio host, Host of the Inside the Birds podcast, got a little feedback going on. Uh, Adam Kaplan, how are you, sir? Good. Can you guys hear me? How do I sound here? Yeah, we, we we can hear you now. Yeah, we hey, don't good. sound so good, but he's Adam sounds good. No, I actually use Streamyard a lot, so uh, in my my studio here. So I sometimes it doesn't always sound great, but I was hoping that it would sound good. So I'm glad I'm okay. Good to go. Good to go. Uh, Adam, we were just talking about this. It's it's a bit of a dumpster fire here in Cleveland at three and three. We had yeah. high expectations. Uh, if, if you check in with our fan base, we're we're kind of a mess. I know <laughs> it very well. Trust me, I've covered the team since oh three oh four. I know. Uh, I've had my my fun with Browns fans over the years. I've blocked some of them on Twitter. Some of my reporting when they get mad at me, but that was when it was bad. Now you know. Uh, now what I like about what you guys I was listening to you guys before I came on. It's nice that you have expectations. Like years past, if you were three and three after six games, wow, they're really on. This is great. Well, it's not great anymore because they're expectations. Yeah, right. Yeah, and so we on the other side of this, we've we've been on the wrong side, the wrong end of some horrible, horrible calls with the refs this year. We don't like making that as the excuse. I know it's kind of a league wide issue. Every team deals with it. Are are we still being punished for Bottlegate? Like what what is going on with the referees? <laughs> Look, I, I can't speak to the, the referee issues because when I worked at ESPN, I mean, I talked to Dean Blandino, who used to be obviously the guy that uh, media would call or teams would call on Monday mornings about officiating issues. And uh, I, I look, nothing's ever perfect. It's impossible in real time to get everything correct. But I think for the most part, they do an excellent job. Um, but the Browns overall to me, I did pick them for the record. I did did pick them to win the AFC North. They still can do it. I'm a little bit worried about the injury situation with 20 players on the injury report. That's not good on a short week. But it's not like the Ravens are a world beater. That was an incredible win. The Ravens blew out a team like the Chargers who had an emotional win at home the week before against your Browns. I think that probably had something to do with it, with them not having any juice left for this past game. Uh, the Ravens should have lost to the Colts. They got completely outplayed. I'm not... Look, Lamar Jackson's been spectacular. He's really improved as a passer, but I'm not sold on the Ravens. Uh, the Browns still have to play them, so I'm, I'm, 
I'm not giving up the division like everybody else does. And, and I, the Browns just have to weather storm. And by the way, the, the team that the Browns are playing this Thursday is not very good, Denver. Uh, they got handled by a Raider team uh, that uh, had been struggling before that. So let's not, let's, I'm not writing off the Browns by any, a, any degree. So we're, we're, we're trying to figure out what the issue is, if it's not the refs. Um, Baker Mayfield, very polarizing here in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, I'm, I'm curious from a non-Cleveland media member's perspective, where, where do you see Baker this year coming off a pretty strong 2021? Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's tough to say with injuries, but where, where do you put Baker, you know, looking at the, the full, you know, five, six weeks that he's played? Yeah, I, I would say up and down. Um, when you look at the Houston game and the Chicago game, and even the Kansas City game where they had to throw, the Charger game had to throw. Um, the Minnesota game was not very good. Uh, they, they, you know, they found a way to win. But and then this obviously this this past game with all the injuries. Look, he, he needs a run game. He's a quarterback that needs to work off with his own stretch with uh, Stefanski's way that he calls the game. Uh, but he knew what Baker Maker, Baker Mayfield was when he when he inherited him from uh, the previous staff. He's a guy that was given too much responsibility, um, and they needed to shrink down his responsibilities. They, they've done that. There's no question. That's why Mayfield and Stefanski worked so well together last season. And so far, I think so good. He's not perfect. He's a, he's a grown quarterback. Yesterday was not very good, no question. The one thing with Mayfield, I will tell you, is that when he has to throw for a lot of volume, I do get concerned. Now, this game he didn't uh, because they didn't have the ball very much, the game yesterday, but um, it may where Mayfield pressed a little bit, it's just their defense for some reason had too many mental errors. Uh, for I, I don't, I, it surprised me. Yes, they had three turnovers, but overall, I think in the end, the injuries are starting to catch up to him. I don't think Mayfield's a problem at all. I, again, he's not perfect. He's not an elite player. He's an he's probably in that somewhere to above average the good category. He's a chance. He has a chance later on in his career, go from good to very good. It's just going to take time, but I. He's not an issue. They have their guy. That's not the, the the issue now is getting the defense to get back to where it was earlier this season. I'm a little bit puzzled by uh, the defense the last two weeks, but more more in that Charger game. This game's because of the turnovers. You're giving them a short field, but that Charger game, uh, I'm very surprised. I mean, Herbert was amazing, but they made it a little bit too easy. Adam, what do you make of the whole Odell Beckham Jr. situation in Cleveland. It seems like here locally we have people that are Team Odell or Team Baker, and it almost seems like this is just a partnership that is heading closer and closer towards failure. Well, look, let's understand this front office did not trade for this player. I was under John Dorsey. And Odell, unfortunately, with his, his injury history, you look at his contract and you go, it's hard to imagine that they're going to pay him $13.75 million next year. Uh, total compensation is $15 million if you add his roster bonus and his workout bonus. Um, I'd be, I would be very surprised if he's with the Browns next year. I mean, th- and even if I know people are speculating trading with the trade deadline, the Browns are in no shape depth wise to trade him. They, they want to be a playoff team. They're better with him than without him. Donovan Peoples Jones has been a nice story. A development when he got thrown into the mix last year and obviously yesterday's game. Anthony Schwartz, I like. I know some teams before the draft really liked him, uh, but he's a he's a guy's a little bit raw. He's a lot of development. They're just not in any position to be trading Beckham this year if you want to be a playoff team. 
So I, I, I'm not saying it won't be traded, but I, I'd be surprised if A, someone would take Beckham at this point because of his injury history, and B, if you're the, if you're the Browns, you need him to make that playoff run. So yesterday's game was pretty much bad all around for us, yeah. as yeah. we talked about there, Adam. I mean, on a short week, Denver coming in, how, how much can they realistically fix here in the next few days to be ready? Um, and do they need to make something sweeping like changing out of Baker Mayfield and putting in Case Keenum? Do you see him doing something like that? Do you think that's a possibility? And, and really, what's realistic to see? Uh, what, what do you expect to see out of the Browns come Thursday? Baker's healthy. There's no change. Baker's their starter. No one's debating that. It certainly hasn't been perfect. No, that's obviously not being discussed. Um, the only thing might be discussed is if Baker would be healthy enough with that recurrent left shoulder injury to be able to play on a short week, as you were talking about. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, running back, I mean, Dearness Jackson, who I kind of like a little bit. Uh, Dearness Johnson, excuse me. He's, he's, he's He could catch the ball. He's a little bit of a changeup. Felton could play running back or wide receiver if you need him to. He could play running back. Um, it's a problem. They need this. This offense is predicated on the run game. It is a run-first offense. Uh, play action is a major key. Uh, even if it's even if it's Keenum playing Thursday night, they need it. Um, there's not you know. Will, remember, both tackles were out. They just it's it's hard to function without your your best players. It's just hard. And defensively, though, I know there's some guys out, but man, you got you got to get it together. That that was not good yesterday and. Oh, they go against a team, though, the, 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 the Broncos have an improved offensive line. Their quarterback play is really bad. They should be able to win this game, but I'm still worried about all these players on the injury report. Yeah, what do you think about Joe Woods' defense? You talked about how we've been very up and down, to put it mildly. Um, you know, what, what, what is missing? Is it schematically? Are we just missing mm-hmm. something? Because we've got guys wide open uh, that we're leaving out there in the secondary. Um, is it communication? Is it a mix there? Or where are the Browns falling down on defense? Yeah, I would say this. Part of it is because of all these guys who've been hurt. Uh, coaches will tell you that when you don't have your players practicing, it's hard to get the timing down. Newsom misses time with a calf strain. Denzel Ward's got this neck injury, which you got to be careful. You got to keep an eye on. Adelpha obviously is coming back. Where I was at, well, I was with them for two days in training camp. He's barely practicing. Obviously, now he's playing. Ronnie Harrison this time. Uh, Malcolm Smith now has got an injury. Uh, JOK is going to miss time with a high ankle sprain. Uh, then Anthony, Anthony Walker missed time, who's a real leader. I mean, like Jackson has a minor injury. Clowney now has two new injuries, by the way, which are on the injury report. It, it's, it's just getting continuity. They're way more talented than they've shown. Actually, they have a lot of more talent than they had last year, where I thought that I was surprised they went as far. The coaching was terrific last season. I'm surprised that they got as far as they did with the lack of talent in defense. You know, Mac Wilson's a limited player. He's more of a rundown guy. Um, so they just got it. The, the, the more time they get together, the better they're going to be. It's just going to take some time. I know people are a little bit disappointed in the inconsistency. I, I get it. Now they're well coached. It's a good scheme that Joe Woods is bringing in. I, I, the, the scheme's fine. Um, it's just that they got to keep guys in the field. Garrett's playing hurt, as we both know, or all of us know, yeah. that uh, he's playing hurt with two injuries here, these lingering injuries. So I think mean, that's a little bit part of it. And it's just, Getting all these new players. If you look at Malik Jackson, McDowell has come out of nowhere. What a nice story. Jackson, McDowell, Clowney, uh, Malcolm Smith now on a full-time basis. Uh, Greg Newsom, John, John Johnson, uh, Ronnie Harrison missed time last year. I think it was with a uh, hamstring injury, but he was a good story for them. Uh, Delphitt's back. I mean, you, Troy Hill, another guy. JOK, look at all these new players. You're stuck at, 
can't snap your fingers. All right, new player, play great. It doesn't happen that way. <laughs> what about switching over to the offensive side of the ball? Uh, one of the things that Kevin Stefanski is now being known for is going forward a lot on fourth down. And I know that's kind of been a trend uh, that we've seen in the NFL more and more over the last 20 years and now more so in the last 10 to 5. What do you think about that trend? And do you think that's something that's going to continue? And do you think Kevin Stefanski is ultimately going to be successful with that kind of an aggressive strategy? Yeah, analytically, that's really the way that you go. Um, that depending on where you are on the field, the analytics will tell you to go for it. Right. Uh, and that's the thing. I have no problem with it because that's – as someone who, who's in analytics, I, I and that's how the Eagles actually won 20, 2017. No, no team – was more successful for going for it on fourth down than the Eagles were. Yeah. And that's what you got to do. And by the way, Stefanski started his career with the Eagles. Most people don't know that, but he actually did as an intern uh, out of University of Pennsylvania uh, here in the Philadelphia area. So, um, yeah, I, I have no problem with it. Uh, it's just, I think you give yourself a better chance to win, to be honest with you, when you look at um, situ situation where you're on the football field, because the conservative coaches, more often than not, they're going to be wrong. You you just go by whatever the numbers tell you. If it's 80%, if it's over 70%, go for it. Yeah. I know sometimes coaches get criticized if they're going to go for it at like their own 35 and a fourth and a half a yard. The chances of you not getting it are so slim, even though it's, you know, the penalty, if you don't get it, you're in trouble. Because if you, if you, you know, if you do it there, but the bottom line is uh, I'm all for it. Interesting. And how yeah. about, you know, the Browns have really put an effort not only to improve everything on the field, but also in the front office. I think the ownership here has done a nice job of putting the pieces in place. What do you think about the Browns right now compared to what you've seen, you know, since we came back 20 years ago? Story. So I was at training camp um, in mid-August, somewhere in the first or second week of August. I, don't, I go on a training camp tour every year. I've not been to the Browns probably for five years. Uh, and I've been meaning to go, but just circumstances, you know, happened. I wasn't able to go. So anyway, I remember talking to someone in the front office. I said, man, it's quiet here. I'm not used to this. And we were laughing. He goes, yeah, we get along with the coaches. Coaches get along with us. We actually like being around them. And I was laughing because I can remember the Mike Holmgren days. I remember I was at Josh Gordon's first practice in 2012. I remember the late Tom Heckert days, Mike Holmgren days, the Joe Banner days. John Dorsey days. I mean, I could go on and on and on. It's my friend Phil Savage days. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I had a pretty significant story with, and, um, it's some ugly stuff that was going on many years ago. And I know I got a lot of, it was the infancy of Twitter and I, fans were killing me over, it, but it was all true. Guys just didn't get along. Coaches didn't get fighting with coaches, front office fighting with coaches. We don't have that anymore. You got, here's why. First of all, you got Andrew Barrett, Barry and Kevin Stefanski, two left, super level headed people. They're not going to. They're not going to have any issues. They're just not. Uh, you got good people. Uh, got really good front office guys. Are really really smart. And as much as I criticize Jimmy Haslam, and I have not usually held back. I think for the most part, he's not saying something stupid. He's not getting involved. Like, <laughs> like he wants to know and he'll ask questions as, as I'm told, but he doesn't. He's just not including himself in a lot of stuff. Like he thought he needed two years ago when he didn't get it and he didn't know any better. Yeah. I think he, here's the problem. He didn't learn from his time being a minority owner. What was with the Steelers? Yep. Yeah. He just didn't understand. And uh, he, quite frankly, at times was an embarrassment of some things he did. But I, 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 I've kind of grown to look to respect Jimmy's understanding that, you know what? You got to spend money and get the hell out of the way. And he's done a good job of that. And I, I, that's why I'm going to compliment him here. I'm glad you brought that up because I had been very critical of him. 
and I, I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt because he hired Andrew Barry, who's great. He's so far ahead of the curve, and yeah. um, he's been very measured and been smart with the free agent signings. The Clowney deal, I thought, was very smart in that they didn't give him a major contract. They, it's a wait-and-see kind of contract, and obviously he's hurt now. He, he, he did well earlier before he got hurt, but we'll see. Uh, I just think he's been smart about it. I, I like what Andrew's done and Kevin. Kevin's so level-headed, and he's hired a really good staff. you got to love this guy if you're a Browns fan. I mean, you, you can't be in better hands. And no matter what happens the rest of the season, particularly because of the injury situation, just understand you're going to be proud of this team year after year. And last year, all I could tell you is that game when they won and Stefanski was on the COVID list, I thought they had no prayer to beat the Steelers like they did. How great was that game last year? How great <laughs> Oh, oh yeah. man. Oh, my gosh. They're I've been awesome. waiting my entire life for a game like that, especially there you go. the there Steelers you go. in the playoffs. I mean, from the opening snap, Adam, I mean, that was just pure euphoria for me as a fan and for so many of us in Cleveland. It was fantastic. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. So, Adam, uh, we, we greatly appreciate the time. Uh, I know you're an Eagles fan, or you run your, your not host. Not a fan, yeah. Definitely host, not. Host I cover 32 teams, guys. Yeah, I'm not a fan of anything. <laughs> I just do because I'm here in Philly. I do a podcast called Inside the Birds. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Love it. Monday, Wednesday, Fridays? Yeah, we actually – what happened this week, because the Eagles played last Thursday, we drop on a we, – we generally we drop it uh, Mondays, the correct Wednesdays, Fridays, and then uh, we brought in uh, Jason Avant and Quentin Michael. They have a show called Q&A, which is phenomenal. It's great storytelling. Uh, two former Eagles, two former NFL players. Jason played for a bunch of teams. So did Q, played for the Rams. Got, at the time, the richest contract for safety in NFL history with the Rams. So uh, great, smart guys. We'll have all, old uh, former Browns president Joe Banner on from time to time, yeah. uh, which was an interesting guy. Never let, you know, everybody knows that. Uh, but he did. Set, he goes into battles on Twitter. He's, on he's Twitter, but it, he set you guys up well with the cap man. He, yeah. he, you can say what you want, but he set you guys up pretty well. And Andrew is an analytics guy like Joe, so I think everything's set up well. I'm, I'm glad. This is a good time, by the way, to be a Browns fan. I understand you're disappointed three and three record, but just remember where you used to be. Yeah. And that's the point. That oh, is a I very, very good point. <laughs> yes, yes. Put it in perspective, Adam Kaplan. Last one before we let you go. Sure. We have a pretty good feel of where we are this team outside of injuries. I know that's mounted up. Yeah. Uh, prediction for the season, record wise. Where do where do you kind of see us ending up here? I had you guys. I do what are called win, win ranges. I had you guys for eleven to twelve. Okay. Uh, it's going to be hard to get that now with the injury situation. I still think they're going to get a wild card. Because if you really look at, guys, the AFC right now, okay, Buffalo's a lock to win that division. Baltimore, right now, looks like they're going to win it, although they play the Bengals this week. I don't know if the Bengals could win a big game on the road like this. Let's say it's Buffalo, Baltimore, Tennessee, the Chargers. After that, forget another team in the AFC East. Uh, the Bengals and the Browns are in it. For the, the one of the three wild card spots, so that's two. After that, you got Vegas and the Chiefs. So you're talking about really about four teams for three spots. So they're obviously going to be in it. So for, guys, don't fret. All right, you guys are in good hands here. I, I know you love to be 
<laughs> Everybody loves to be negative. That's been being a Browns fan and all that. I, I get it. But you know what? You guys are in great hands here. We don't love to be negative. We don't love to be negative. Guys, it's very funny, though. Your Twitter following is hilarious. It, I, I'd have to say your your feed is great. But I, I laugh my ass off on it. it is good. <laughs> Thank you, Adam. Adam, we greatly appreciate the time. Thanks for coming on. Go check out Twitter. Good luck. We hope we'll be on again soon. You got to see it. All right. Take care. Adam Kaplan, ladies and gentlemen. I think I have a round of applause. I feel feel better about us now. Yeah, I do do too. You know, it's it's, it's funny that he can look at this because he's covered the team for so long and he's covered all the teams that he looks at it from a national perspective and he's like, listen, guys, like, look at where you guys are. Could be a lot worse. It could be a lot worse. I know we won a Super Bowl every single year, but baby steps, man. How about a Super Bowl? Like one. Ah, Super Bowl. Ah, Super Bowl would be Ah. nice. But yeah, you do. You do. He does give you the perspective. And, uh, you know, you kind of expect a lot of the national guys to kind of bang on us a little bit because we're so used to that in Cleveland. Um, you know, whenever we get some mojo going in the right direction, they like to kind of bang on us. I, that was a good uplifting one where he's like saying, Hey, you guys have got the talent on the field. You've got most importantly, a front office that knows what they're doing, a coach that knows what they're doing. So that, that bodes well for the long term. So I know we're not all about perspective tonight, but that was a, that was a good one from Adam. Yeah. Big time. It, it is crazy, Chris. And like you said, it, it was nice to hear him kind of bring us back to reality, but how crazy is it that, you know, we, we see the fans on social media, we've done the 180. you know what I mean? Like we're, we were all That's down and out too. and then we were all super bowl, you know, we're Owen 16, <laughs> your parade, then super bowl aspirations. And now people are like, I'm surprised you haven't gotten tweets asking for another parade yet. Or have you? Uh, I I have I have gotten a few already. Yeah, if we miss the playoffs, but oh, uh, no. <laughs> I, I do I do love the fact that Adam's like, yeah, you know, your fan base loves to be negative. By the way, I love your feed. <laughs> like, oh, okay, so that's what I put off. It's just negative stuff. All right, hey, fantastic. You're just you're just the media now, though, Chris. You're just the guy that. When when something negative happens, it's not your fault. You got to meme about it. You got to meme your way right through yeah, it. That's you just your meme fault. your way right through it. That's yeah, right. Just you're tweet just, right through it. Yeah, you're just reporting the facts in meme That's form. Right. In meme form. I'm back. Oh, well, we didn't even miss you. We were just having our own show over here. <laughs> we were talking about parades and memes. Yeah, we, we got onto the Owen 16 parade. You could see how far off the rails we were. Good Lord. All right, let's move on because it is time for who wants to be a billionaire. All right, each week, one contestant will get a chance to answer Brown's trivia questions for a chance to win. We will start off with cash for Labatt six-pack. Then, if you'd like to move on, on to a 12-pack. And then if you're feeling lucky... You're feeling dangerous. Then we're on to a case of Labatt Blue Light. And one final question to take home a case and a GV Art shirt. It is time for who wants to be a billionaire. Billionaire. We need a winner tonight. Presented by Labatt. Blue light. Okay, so this week, 
Gotta bring it down a little bit. We are welcoming in Brent at B underscore Hovey 1543. Let's bring him on in. Brent, welcome to Who Wants to Be a Billionaire, sir. How are you? Uh, I'm good if I'm here. You are you are here, man. You Fantastic. are he's a loyal, loyal follower of all of us in the show. Very, very loyal. Very loyal as of this afternoon. No, all let's right. not go into that detail. <laughs> Brett, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh I am a uh teacher at Cuyahoga Falls High School. All right. Awesome. Um, Falls. That's right. I actually this is our first year I've taken over a brand new program. We are getting into um, podcasting ourselves. We started a little radio station. We're doing some podcasting. So uh, we're first year ground floor starting some things off there. Heck yeah. You'll, you'll run into no issues. Don't worry. <laughs> As he drops off the feet. <laughs> Did he just drop off? <laughs> Good job, Dave. Yeah, I didn't do it. Wow, that was, that was all him, man. That was we're, all. We're doing a Brent. podcast at Cuyahoga Falls. We're, we're having some problems with the technical issues. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great! All right, he won nothing. Sorry, buddy. Just joking. I, I I have a feeling he'll come back, but we will find out. All right. So if you've never seen Brown's oh, trivia, yeah, he's coming he back. back. Um. So basically, Brent will be able to. Use one lifeline where he can call a friend on speakerphone. As I, uh, I'm going to bring him back in here. Um, four, four questions for Brown's trivia. Brent, I love as you say you're starting a podcast. We have a little technical difficulty there. Fantastic, fantastic. <laughs> Good timing. All right, are you ready to kick it off? Yeah. Right, uh, yeah. Let's do it, guys. All right. Question number one. For cash for a six-pack of Labatt, in 2018, the NFL draft, the Browns had the first and fourth overall picks. They obviously took Baker Mayfield with number one. Many fans wanted Bradley Chubb at four, the defensive end, not Chubb. Instead, the Browns took this cornerback, and Denver drafted Chubb with the very next pick. Yeah, uh, Denzel Ward. Boom. Boom. Nailed it. You are moving on. Would you like to move on for a 12-pack of Labatt? Uh, yeah, six isn't enough, so let's go to 12. Heck yes. You fit right in. All right, question number two. 12-pack <laughs> of Labatt. Here we go. Which former Denver running back joined the Browns in 2010? And ran for over 1,100 yards and 11 touchdowns for Cleveland. He was a seventh-round draft pick of the Broncos in 2008. Name that player. Um, believe that's our cover boy, Peyton Hillis. Nice. Madden cover boy, baby. Yes. There we go. He is on fire. There's two. All right. Would you like a case of Labatt? Of course I want a case of Labatt. Heck yeah. Chris, give him the question. Question number, what are we on? Three. Speaking of Peyton Hillis, the Browns received Hillis in a six-round draft pick in a 2010 trade with the Denver Broncos. You, you've got to get this one. 
Which former first-round draft pick quarterback did the Browns send to Denver in the trade? Ooh. Former first-round draft pick. Quarterback. Quarterback? You said first-round draft pick. Quarterback that we sent there? Correct. To Denver. Um, In 2010. And uh, a six-round draft pick. He, wait, say that again. To get Peyton Hillis yeah. and a six-round draft pick. I feel like the music will help you. Hold on. Okay. Yeah, the music is good. Um, oh, man. This guy's hairline has been receding for years. <laughs> Not LeBron. Not LeBron. <laughs> LeBron's has been consistently the same, I swear, guys. Oh, man. No one's talking you, about you, you have the opportunity to phone a friend and put it on speaker. They have to answer in five seconds. Or you can elect one hint from us. Um, I'll take a hint from you guys. Okay. Your hint for this question he was one of two first-round picks the Browns made in 07. Joe Thomas. Okay, that's who I was thinking of. That was going to be my guess. Brady Quinn. Yes, he got it. There we go. All right, his one clue. I should have went my gut. I thought I knew that one right away, but I was nervous. Hey, man, you're three for three. Burn to lifeline. Burn to lifeline. Will that come back to bite bite him? That's right. Play by play. All right, three for three. You have a case of Labatt. Would you like to try for a GV art shirt as well? If you lose, you lose everything. Yeah, might as well. Let's go. Yeah. Nick, give him the question. All righty. The grand prize question for a 24-pack of Labatt and a GV art t-shirt. The Browns and the Denver Broncos both have long histories of great running backs. Which former Browns and Broncos running back rushed for over 1,200 yards for Denver in 2004, then ran for over 1,200 yards for Cleveland in 2005? Oh, jeez. That's a tough one. Oh, I remember. I was at this game that he went over 1,000 yards. Really? First time in forever we had a thousand yard rusher. Yeah. I thought William Green was gonna get there. <laughs> Got stabbed by a steak knife. That's right. Oh, we him. lost him again. He oh no. Oh, he's gonna go look that up. That's he has 20. Funny. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. 2004 Browns running back. Wow. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, do you, do you think he set the stage where he was dropping the calls yeah. and that he's going to Google? Gentlemen, the fix is in. This Watch. Is he, if he shows up and just says Ruben drones right off the bat, he's not in here. <laughs> if he does that, we're going to have to go back and check the tape. Quite honestly, if he doesn't, then he's playing stupid. Here All, we right. Go. All right. Do you remember the question, Brent? Uh Thousand yard rusher for the Broncos in 04 and for the Browns in 05. Pretty yep. good. Yep. Do you know the answer? So I won. I got the. Was that the question? That's the question. Jeopardy, you win. Oh, I, thought, I, thought, I thought remembering the question would be the good answer, the right answer. This is not Jeopardy. 
Think of these. Uh, Think of these running backs that we've had in the past for the Browns. This was 05. 05. Oh, man. He's a man of integrity. He did not check Google when he went off. I believe that now. Unless he's selling. I did not. I did not. Unless he's really selling. (laughs) Unless he's really selling. I did not. No, I did not Google it. I did not look it up. There he is. Man of integrity. Um, Respect that. He may not walk away with a shirt or any beer, but he's a man of integrity. (laughs) Brent, man of integrity. Oh, your your uh your respect is all I did to win, I guess, right? (laughs) That's all you're gonna get. Um I I don't even have it. I don't have anything. Oh no, no, come on. Just name name a, a running back of Cleveland Browns past. Not William Green. We already not Ben Gay. Not William Green. Such a random name. It's not, not Ben Gay. Gay. It's not Jamal Lewis. Not Jamal Lewis. Uh, um, Ten seconds. Uh-oh. I, I, I don't even have a guess. No. I can't think of who played for Denver. Oh, who was a- it? The answer was Ruben Drones. Oh, Drones. Ruben Drones. Like I said, I was at that game. I think before that, when's the last time we had a thousand yard rusher before him? It was a long, long time. That was a big deal when he went over a thousand yards. Yeah. Really big deal. Yeah. Brent, we appreciate the Ruben Drones. Yeah, thanks, guys. And better luck next time. And good luck with the podcast, too. Yeah, man, I appreciate awesome. it, guys. Yeah. All right. Great stuff. All, All right. Thanks, guys. All right. See you. Brent. See you. Guys. All right. Oh, people are calling me a Brady Quinn hater now. I'm not hating what? on Brady Quinn. Well, maybe Brady. a little bit. Brady Quinn. Come I've on. got his jersey. I've got his Notre Dame jersey. How about I wasn't, wasn't a fan of that draft pick. Did the Browns win the Brady Quinn trade? Oh, my God. Let's look at some bets with my bookie. Can I just say these graphics are fantastic, by the way? I I feel like my bookie is trolling us. Where I asked for a new graphic, I was like, just give me anything but Baker and Odell. And they didn't do it. They just no. didn't do it. I emailed them like oh, an hour before the show. Winning season, full effect of my bookie. Get on in here. We are well into the action in Brown season. Double your first deposit. Give you that firepower to add excitement to the game you love. Stop nice. <laughs> trolling Baker on Twitter. Stop with the dumpster fire. It's going to be okay. We're going to figure it out. It is time to start parlaying some of these Brown stats bets with me. Super fun. Go get in there. Use promo code BIGPLAY to get first deposit ever matched dollar for dollar. Extra money instantly just for using promo code BIGPLAY. Bet on the Browns with us anytime, anywhere with my bookie. All right, so... Five-point favorites at home against the Broncos. Mm. Are you surprised? The Broncos are not a good football team. 
Do you think this line moves if it's Case? Like, say they come out tomorrow and the second result is in and Baker's shoulder is detached and it's Case Keenum for this football game. Do you think that line cuts back? Our quarterback's arms are falling off. I don't think significantly. I think maybe like a point. Man, yeah. The Broncos are pretty significant in the gambling world. A point is big deal. Well, typically when you're starting quarterbacks out and your backups in, it's going to move like. Okay. Right. I see your point. Yeah, that's that's a good point. That's a good yeah, point. Nick, are you surprised by that? Oh, uh, the five? No, I'm I'm really yeah. not. I think I think Vegas. You guys both the, think that the Browns are just going to roll? I don't think that the Browns are going to roll, but I think these odds no. makers. Don't, God, I love your optimism. They don't set these lines with the same emotion that we would. You know what I mean? We're down and out, whereas that's and, true. and and rightfully so with some of these injuries, and we talked yeah. about that with Adam. But they see this talent, and they're like, man, even with the injuries, the Browns are still the better football team than the Denver Broncos. That's why we're favorites in this game. Yeah, you look at the team, we're way better, even with the with injuries. The injuries. Yeah. Yes, we're, we're a much better football team. We should win this. Are we going for it on every fourth down? I think we are. He's sticking with it, don't you think? Oh, yeah. Do you think that's why we all like that he goes for it is because we literally do a betting segment every week. So we kind of like the game. I kind of I feel that we're in the minority, though. Oh, yeah. I think these heady like national guys like Adam Kaplan, I think they dig it. You know, the people who are in on it. But I don't think that your average Joe six pack fan, I don't think they like him going for fourth downs. They want to see those points on the board, my yeah, friend. Yeah, come on. But, yeah, but that's because of Twitter. Not- he gets destroyed. He gets destroyed sure. every time. Yeah, well, yeah, when he doesn't get it and then he gets right. it. But you don't have like, many people saying, it. whoa, 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 you know, let's cooler heads should prevail here. It's a long-term play. You don't see that on Twitter? Really? No. I, I can't Can believe you that. see it on Twitter? I, no, I can't my feed's that. all negative. Level course, like Adam Kaplan said, so of course I don't see it. These are the same people that didn't want numbers and math and analytics, anything, you know, anywhere near their football team a couple years ago. Remember that day they fired John Dorsey or my, my apologies, they mutually parted ways with John Dorsey. Yep. You need to spend Twitter, more time with his family. Twitter was a disaster especially when it was, yeah. came out that we were flipping back to the numbers thing, people were besides themselves. So we well, did give us this whole roster. So exactly. And that. Then, now that the number thing isn't working, people are back to upset, but I, I think we're all there that the numbers will work. It's just that you have to we're be not all there. It's what I'm telling well, you. The, the numbers are the numbers because they work out over time, not right. over five weeks. Right. So you, yes, you, if, if you're going to get on board, which you should, because you're a Cleveland Browns fan with the analytics, you have to let it play out. Every little decision that they do, you have to see it play out because if you don't, you're just going to come off looking like an idiot because at the end of the day, these numbers should work out over time. Yeah, we needed to work out in the AFC Championship game, not not no you know week three game. It 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 sucks right now, and I get it, but I I just I don't know. I trust it because we see it work in other places around the league. How about any team that tries going for it on third or fourth down against the Browns? They get it pretty easily. <laughs> yeah. So eventually, it's going to start working so. for us. Yeah, we, we talk we, about that for a second. Like third oh, down for this crap. defense. What the hell is going it's on? It's impossible. If it's third and eight, I shut my eyes because I know exactly what's going to happen. It was it's a third just an and impossible down. And it was easy. 
And I do, I disagree with Adam Kaplan a little bit because I know he gave Joe Woods a big break and he said it's not the scheme, it's the players and it takes time. Some of these players, though, I can't believe that Denzel Ward and John Johnson and these guys, they don't, they don't all magically suck overnight. I, John I Johnson believe, looks horrible. He looks Absolutely. really bad. And I don't believe that he is really bad. I believe that you draft all these cover corners and they're not being treated as cover corners. Why is Denzel Ward playing 5, 10 yards away from DeAndre Hopkins? That's not his game. The guy runs a 4, 3, 4, 4. Put him on Hopkins' hip and let him stay with him. I I don't understand this scheme at all. I don't think the players understand the scheme yeah. at all. I don't know that there is a scheme. I mean, don't you feel like we have the personnel to run just man coverage? Yes. And just have Jadavian and Miles Blitz and Malik McDowell. That's what the Steelers do. I'm watching the Steelers yeah. on primetime and TJ Watts eating. They're, they're, he gets a strip sack and it's like the football is a magnet and goes right to his teammate. It's like that never happens for the Browns. Like it doesn't because everybody's 15 yards off the ball. It's like it, it reminds me of the days where Jabril Peppers was lined up in the parking oh, lot of the Thirsty Parrot. And I, it's just so, so hard to watch. You know, it's interesting. Over under is 44. That is that is pretty low when you take into consideration our defense <laughs> and our defense. <laughs> like, there's oh, no God. way I would ever bet the under 44 in this game. I don't care what our offense is putting up. Our defense, what is our defense giving up statistically? I think it's like at least 25, 26 points. And it's a trend too, right? At this point, I'm I'm not giving any breaks here today. It's a trend. They they played really good against Justin Fields in his first game where he couldn't yep. even look downfield, let yep. alone think about looking downfield. It was and an then elite. they looked good against a bad Vikings team. And then yep. they've looked awful in the other four games this season. Bet the I don't over. See it. It's it's Bet so true. Over. I don't think it's something you can get fixed in the next three days. Mm -mm. That's the problem. And that's why I think that five points is awful generous. But JOK has been one of your best players as a second round rookie, and he's going to miss several weeks. That's not good. Look out. Let me yeah. tell you, that injury like hurt me on a deep level when he went out. Cause oh, like, yeah. he is just, I, I love watching him play. You know, he's such a great pick from the beginning and really can kind of inspires that defense, I think, and can fill up and, and really um, cover up a lot of mistakes on that defense mm -hmm. too, with his speed and his ability and his agility. But uh, yeah, with not having him obviously is going to be a huge yeah. loss. Look out. Yep. Yeah. Back to back Chris, to Chris, are you, I, I would assume you're with us on this on the over. Yeah, yeah, I'll take the over. What's your What's your gut saying, Chris, for this game on Thursday? We uh, were trying to be optimistic uh, here. I feel like you are not optimistic in this game. No, but I mean, we might as well keep up the trend. I'm going to pick the Browns to win, but it's going to be just a shootout type of thing that. I think the Browns are going to somehow score points just being original. I think Stefanski's just going to say, throw caution to the wind and just say, screw it. And they're going to try some trick plays. They're going to pull out some things we haven't seen before. And uh, I, I think that they're going to score some points. I, I don't know why, but it just strikes me. Maybe it's because it's a nationally televised game. Maybe it's because we're so down in the dumps right now with all the injuries. But I just think he's going to pull – some kind of magic out of a hat and and we're going to see some offensive explosion out of the Browns and then the defense won't be able to stop them. So we're just going to outscore them. 
what do you, what do you think about the running game? I mean, that was absolute I, brutal watching Kareem Hunt. Can he run the ball anymore? I don't know. I, I don't know. A lot of people were calling for Demetric Felton to get the ball more. Tip, you, you know, you don't see him run a whole lot. He yeah, has, he he's, run the ball. You see him, like, run 50 yards in the backfield, and then you just know the ball's going to him. But outside of that, like, do you, do you think we might get him more involved, Nick? No. We're not going to run anybody. What are just? I mean, Dearness? I think we, there is a better chance that we see Dearness Johson. I don't know that they really trust. We got to have somebody. He carries yeah. 11 yards. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they trust for whatever reason. Maybe it's the height. Maybe it's the size. Maybe it's being a sixth round draft pick. I don't know that they trust Demetric Felton this early in his career to run through tackles the same way that, you know, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt and Dearness Johnson do. I think they'd yeah. rather use him as that gadget guy, like Dave said, that, that kind of swings 30 yards behind the line of scrimmage and then you either it's throw it to him or for a couple of yards. Yeah, it'll right. It'll get you a couple or throw it to him. You know, it's. It's yeah. impressive, and they've they've asked him to do a ton. So you have to give Felton a ton of credit. Like, what yep. sixth round rookie is doing split training camp half with the running backs, half with the receivers? You just you never see that. So the fact that we have him on our team is good. Again, it, it's up to Stefanski to find a way to use him, and we it seems like we're saying that a lot about a, a couple different characters on this offense. This is yeah. wild. I was about to say we need to give the ball to Johnny Stanton more. And I just happened to put in Johnny Stanton. He just tweeted at 10 o'clock. It's now 10.02. It says, please doubt me. I feed off it. And a couple of pictures. Yeah, Johnny Stanton getting the ball. There There you go. go. Look at this. Look at that. That's him carrying the ball, not just blocking. There we go. Nice. He had a nice catch. Almost the first down there. That's right. Please doubt me. I feed off it. Let's go. Go Johnny Stanton. I'm I'm predicting now a big game for Johnny Stanton. Who the hell is doubting play. Johnny Stanton? Send him my it way. It doesn't matter, Nick. Everyone who's, does. Who's angry tweeting a fullback? Tweet at me instead, at Nick Cohen 12. <laughs> wow, free plug. <laughs> what do you think about Teddy Bridgewater in this game? He's thrown four picks over the last two weeks. Over under on our defense, one and a half turnovers. We need turnovers. We don't it's have gone. any. It it's it's time. It has to happen. Just, you know, pure law of averages. Pure law of averages says that yes, we're gonna go over because we need to get back on an on a decent plane when it comes to turnovers. I like it. Yeah, we only have two interceptions this season. We, we one, talk about getting, you know, creative offensively. Maybe it's time to do the same thing on defense. I, I know I went on my little rant yeah. about the scheme, and I we really just don't need to Felton in the backfield to run back and forth, and then just go stack someone. <laughs> what, is, what do you is mean? That what it, is that what it takes? Like, I don't know. I think they need to dumb it down. I do, and I know these guys are professionals, yeah. but something is not clicking. Dumb it down. Back man to the fundamentals. To man coverage. They looked like ice skaters trying to tackle DeAndre Hopkins over near that end zone. Five different people fell down. Back to the basics. Let's get out of the zone. Nobody understands the zone that you're running with Ronnie Harrison as a linebacker. Boy, is he costing himself a lot of money in a contract year because he's played awful too. No right one now, right now, gentlemen, I'm still picturing Johnny Stanton sitting on his phone right now, just looking for motivation, just going down. Oh yeah, now I'm going. Oh, you told me, yeah, bring it. Yeah. Should we? Should we invite him in? 
<laughs> we need to bring him on. I want to see what pissed him off. It was probably on my feed because it's so negative. Is Adam Cat? Shoot him a DM. See if he wants to pop on for a second. All right. I'm gonna let's do some best and worst tweets while Chris does that, and then we will uh, call it a week, a short week, as we head to Thursday night football. All right, let's do some best and worst tweets. I think I loaded them in here. We had some interesting ones. But, Chris, I will say. um, Did I make worst tweet this week? No, no, you're not allowed to make best tweet, but I'm giving you. I didn't give myself that much credit. No, it was this one, Chris. That's fantastic. How about that? This was so good. (laughs) (laughs) You watch the show. It's Ted Lasso, and that's his assistant coach going out. Now, in this term, in this one, it was after a, a hard loss, and he did not travel back with the rest of the team, and he went out and just had this wild night, and they document and chronicle it through the entire episode. So that was me reimagining that as Urban Meyer after he wins over across the pond, going out not with the team, just like when he did in Cincinnati, but going out by himself and having a wild night. The best part about this tweet, Dave, is who responded and who did it crack up? The coach. The coach. Coach Beard himself. He responded to that saying, ha, 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 which just made my entire day. The and you know that, that you got more than a ha, ha. You got the ha, 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 ha. Yeah. That is a real laugh. That's exactly right. Yeah. That seems sincere. It's a lot more sincere than just the ha. Absolutely. And plus the fact that he had to be looking for it because I didn't tag him. <laughs> I wasn't one of those guys that tagged him in that. So he went out and he found that picture of himself. Love it. Nick, what was the best tweet of the week? Yeah, I really enjoyed this one, guys. And this comes from Tom Withers from the Associated Press. Our our buddy Tom, always keeping it level-headed with us on the Twitter machine, tweets out there that Browns were 3-3 in 1989 when they last played in an AFC championship game. Season's far from over. I don't think anybody was singing Super Bowl to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last year at 8-5 and five either. There's, there's a lot of work to be done, no doubt, but really nice job by Tom here, putting things in perspective. Everybody's putting on, things in perspective. Everybody. The AP, Monday. Tom Withers, fantastic AP writer. He's putting things in perspective. Adam Catlin, you know, I'm sick of all these perspectives. We need to win some ballgames. <laughs> Chris is sick of perspective. I'm sick of perspective. That's fair. That is fair. Oh, 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 I see the three dots from Johnny Stanton right now. Johnny. Johnny. Come on, three dots. They're going. They're going. He's thinking whether he wants to come on the Big Play Reflog show tonight to tell who's been dissing him and who he needs to show up on the field on Thursday. It was good seeing him out there. As a friend of the show, it was fantastic to see him get a catch. Don't doubt him. He feeds off it, brother. Productive snap. Ah, ah, thanks. I'm not going to do any interviews right now. Nothing too deep about the post. Just pumping myself up. Yeah, that's what I'm picturing. I was right, guys. He's sitting there on Twitter on his phone right now going, doubt me. Doubt me, you bastards. I'm going to show you. Yes. I love it. I absolutely love it. Good stuff, Johnny Stanton. He's getting us ready for, for Thursday night football. What other show do texts Browns players live? No, no one. None. No one. Hey, why not? Why not? Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, what we Nobody got? else could do that. Yes. Uh, worst tweet of the week. Mahomes. Oh, the Mahomes family. <laughs> what the hell is going on here? That should not be an interception on the quarterback. That should be a fumble or anything else. This is when Tyreek Hill 
didn't catch the ball, went off his fingers, and it was an interception. Who is Chris? Randy, who is Randy Chris, Mahomes? Is that his wife? Uh, it's his mom. It's his mom. Oh, it's his mom. Okay. Well, I yeah. saw his brother got into trouble, right, for dancing oh, yeah. on the Sean Taylor number, right? Oh, I didn't see that. Ouch. Yeah, yeah he was That's doing actually. TikTok. Oh, is it TikTok? See, this is more of a Nick thing. So this yeah, is yeah. I don't know. you guys want me to break it down I, for you? Not really. Yeah, it. Nah, it's not that interesting. No, it it's is. It, it actually kind of is. His All brother right, does TikTok dances at every game, and it really cringes a lot of people out because like know, juju. Like, yeah, like the juju dances. Like, and he gets into it. Trust me. So it, it definitely freaks a lot of people out that he's constantly doing this, and he's a little bit of a pain in the ass. He's dump. He like has dumped water on fans that were like yelling Jack to do a TikTok dance. So uh yeah, definitely not a a popular figure and then yesterday was obviously the big Sean Taylor memorial in Washington for the football team and there he was dancing on the memorial. So Oof. him as well as Steeler fans doing the wave as a player was getting carted off and taken to the ambulance. It was a strange strange day in the NFL yesterday. I retweeted Donnie Stanton's tweet. One of the first responses was somebody saying, hello, Johnny, uh, who's doubting you? LOL. <laughs> Love Johnny. Hey, man, get pumped up. We only have a few days for it. Hey, somebody else called him the goat. And then somebody go. else said making Peyton Hillis proud. I'm going to retweet exactly that. What that means, but it's kind of a mix of everything on the show tonight. <laughs> yeah, the, there we go. He's had All a right. few name drops on here tonight. That's, that's a bow on the whole thing. That, that's right. Let's call it a night. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for tuning in to the Big Play Reflog show. Tune in every Monday night after the Browns game. Come in, vent in the live comments on YouTube. Um, heck of a show. Thanks to Adam Kaplan for giving us a national perspective on this this loss heading into the next game with the Broncos. It's a must win. We talked about it. Huge shout out, Shaq News. Check them out on Twitch. Go drink some Labatt Blue Lights. Come in for trivia next week. Win some Labatt Blue Lights. Go buy some GVR shirts. Actually, Chris, I want to show this real quick too before we get out of here. Look at that Jarvis Landry canvas in the studio. Oh, yeah. Pretty sweet right there. Not bad. And then we've got Nick with the Miles Garrett canvas and the Cleveland canvas. Go check those out as well. Super, super cool stuff from GV Art. Check them out in Avon and in Lakewood. Uh, and TSE Cleveland, go get some signed Cleveland sports memorabilia. We will see you after the Thursday night football game next Monday night, 9 p.m. Subscribe, retweet the show, and we will see you next week. Go Browns. Let's go freaking win a game. It's time. Streaming live from Cleveland, Ohio. Presenting the undefeated, undisputed heavyweight podcast of the world. The Big Play. Oh, no.